Hey everyone, this is Hannah, and you are listening to a new episode of the Learning Disney Podcast. Hey everyone, the holidays have started officially at Disneyland as of the 11th of November. So exciting to see everyone that's on Instagram sharing their trips to the park. It looks so magical, and I cannot wait to go, but let's go over some news. I'll focus on some things that aren't holiday specific, and then we'll go ahead and get in with the episode. So first things first, I'm going to start on a low note. So this earlier this week, a letter was leaked from Bob Chapek addressing that there's going to be hiring freezes in the Disney company. And this has come from a low expected earnings for their shareholders. And it's essentially they need to do the letter. I read it. Um, I didn't absorb a lot of it because it was just like business jargon that like I I just can't focus on as well as I would like. But it pretty much said like we are able to do this. Like he was very encouraging. He was like it's hard to make actions as leaders, but when you le- read between the lines, the focus is more on earning money versus like making Disneyland, Disney World, etc. magical. So a lot of people are upset about the letter that got leaked out. A lot of people are upset and are concerned about how this is going to affect the holidays at Disney because it it requires more people to be involved to do all the extra things as well as like the celebration of the 100th anniversary of the company actually happening in January. So it's kind of concerning about how everything is going to look with the hiring freeze or if it's going to stay the same, but I'm trying to be as positive as possible. Um, I hope the cast members out there are doing okay. I know there's been a lot of thrash on like if they're getting paid enough, like like the things that they get for working at Disney have kind of been going back and forth, whether they get like all day tickets or they get Disney Plus. And so the cast members are kind of going through it right now. So remember that when you're in the parks, the cast members don't have any play really on what's going on on the corporate side of Disney. So they're the ones that are making the magic. Be kind to them. Tell them that you appreciate them and let's try and make sure that the magic stays in Disneyland and it also involves the guests having a positive and a fun attitude and just be appreciative of your cast members. So moving on, the Tarhan Treehouse retheming has finally been announced. So it is going to revert back to Walt's original theme of the Adventureland Treehouse based off of the 1962 film Swiss Family Robinson. So they have like a room for each of the family and they're even going to have an accessible part at the bottom for those that can't climb the stairs. So it looks really awesome. All we know so far is that it's going to reopen in 2023. Another thing that I saw from watching, from watching, stalking other people's Instagram stories that are in the parks is that Claire Cluck is actually in DCA. This is a very rare character sighting and you might not know her name, but I bet as soon as you see her, you'll recognize her. She is one of the original uh, cartoon characters that is in like the original Mickey Mouse cartoon. She's the chicken or sorry, the chicken, the hen. Well, same, same. And uh, she's there for the festival of the holidays. How she ties in the holidays I have no idea, but it would be really cool to see a new character in the parks. With the reopening of the Small World Holiday, there was actually new dolls that were introduced that were in wheelchairs to be more inclusive to the guests that are in the parks. So, and it also looked like they they worked a lot on the animatronics that are in Small World to include the three hula girls that have been trending on social media. All three of them are back. It's not just one lone worker doing all the work. 
Also over back to DCA, Black Panther, she is in Avengers Campus, as well as the new show versus Mbatu. So there's a lot of tribute going to Black Panther right now in DCA. I'm not sure how long it will stay up. When we go to the parks in December, I'll report back to see if it was still there. But it's it looks like it's been an awesome week to go along with the opening of the movie on the 11th. Additionally, Monsters, Inc. is rescheduled to open on the 19th of November. So later this week, it will open up. And so those who really love that ride, such as my children, that's really awesome that that's going to be open for the families that are visiting for the holidays. Moving into more holiday eccentric news, Magic Key Bags were announced on Tuesday the 15th that they're going to be available in California Adventure by the Silly Symphony Swings. And this is going to start on the 5th of December and go into the 20th. And it's from 1 to 5 p.m. And I've seen a little bit of like back and forth of whether or not this is like a for sure thing. It did come out on the official Disneyland Magic Key Holder Instagram, but I've seen other posts that's like tentative, like don't put all your money into this happening. And also things can sell out really fast, but I'm hoping that we'll be able to snag those when we get there. Additionally, last week, Festival of the Food Holiday Guide dropped right before the holiday started in the park. There's 75 total items. So this is all going to be in California Adventure and 70 or 70 and 60 of these are brand new items. So I looked through the list just like I did for the holiday food list that dropped last week. And what I noticed is there's a lot of drinks. Um, I do drink alcohol, but not a lot, and especially not when I'm hanging out with my kiddos. I may have one drink, but I I feel like it was very, not specifically alcohol, but drink heavy on the list, like a lot of hot chocolate, a lot of different, a lot of different beers. So that's what I kind of put on Austin's list is Austin is a fan of beers. Like we're from the Pacific Northwest. That's kind of like a part of the culture up up there, if you don't know, is, is going out to breweries. And I also put the coffee tur. Ooh, the churro toffee cold brew latte on there. Austin drinks his coffee black, but he does kind of enjoy getting the sweeter things every now and again. So those are things that I saw. And then also things that are on my list is the brisket slider looks delicious. I'm curious about the mango tres leches parfait and also the hot chocolate churro. Mm. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. And those are things that Austin will definitely love to try too. For the kiddos, they have a cookie decorating kit that's available. So that's not a lot of things. So we'll only probably get one sip or in saver pass for because each sip and saver pass comes with eight tabs. So you can get eight items. So besides the drinks that are on our list, that's only like five food items that stood out to me. So we'll see. We'll see how we approach it when we get there. We'll probably just buy one at a time. And if we end up wanting more, we'll get more, especially if Austin wants to try more of their beers that are on tap. So with a sip and saver pass, those cost $57 each. If you have a magic key, it's $52 and you get like a like a, la- a special lanyard for the magic keys. To save money, make sure you're getting food items that cost over $7 for you to get like to get your bang for your buck with your saver pass. If you're a magic key holder and you get the magic key pass, make sure you get things that are over 650 and you'll save money. If you're getting things that are under those price points, I would just pay out of pocket because or you'll be wasting your money there. That's my that's my really awesome budget tip for you today. And then I also listen to a couple of Disney World podcasts just because I'm, I'm curious. And one episode of Unlocking the Magic talked about their Marius Nights experience at Disney World. And something that blew my mind is not only do they get like free treats when they go in there, they got like a commemorative ornament for their tree and they got like a commemorative like 
picture as they were leaving the parks is they also had a lot of overlays that I did not expect at all. So like one was Jungle Cruise, and I know that's like Jingle Cruise. I think that's normal at both parks. Again, this is going to be my first time going to Disneyland during the holiday, so I don't know what's going on. Please don't tell me because I want to be surprised. I'm not looking these things up to see if they're at Disneyland too, but these are things that are at Disney World. So the Jungle Cruise and then the teacups also had a holiday overlay. Space Mountain was lit up inside so they could actually see the track while they were riding it, but it was all like Christmas holiday themed out. And then Tomorrowland Speedway, which is kind of like their Autopio, Autopio, Autopia was also covered in holiday lights. And then also Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, which also is like an awesome underrated attraction that a lot of people don't think about doing. But they said there was even an overlay for that because that's more of like a show attraction versus a ride attraction. And by it kind of is, I mean, it absolutely is not a is not a ride. It's a show attraction, but even that had an overlay. So that made me really curious, like to see what is at Disneyland. And like I said, don't surprise me. <laughs> um, or don't ruin the surprise for me. Like I want to see it for myself. The, like I love surprises. I love being shocked. Like I love coming across new things. Like so just don't don't ruin it for me, please. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and get into this episode. It's another special one and we have an awesome guest. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Let's get it going. I am so happy to have another guest on the podcast today. I would like everyone to meet Elisa. She is the brains behind Bashley Ever After Co., which in my opinion, are the best Disney bracelets you will ever own. And so Lisa, welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you for having me. I am honored to be here. And I was telling Hannah how nervous I got because she does such a banging job on here. And now I'm 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 gonna grace you with my presence. So yes, and Elisa and I became super close back in April, just over Instagram. And now she's definitely one of my best friends. And she's like yeah. she's at this. I I haven't even told Elisa this, but she is pinned on my iMessages because we text so much that it's like, oh, I need to tell Elisa something. Now I can just go straight to her. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm about to bump someone off because I literally you're always at the top of my thread. So yeah, yeah. It's not like we ever. Yeah, we never really have to look for each other. I just use my phone for work too, because being in the military, I get texts from everyone all the time. But, anyways, we'll digress. So (laughs) today's (laughs) this is this is going to be an interesting episode because Elisa and I are going to go off on so many tangents. But so today, what we're going to do? So Elisa actually lives. It's what only an hour from the park, right? I looked in my maps, and I am literally sixty-one miles away from Disneyland. (laughs) Yes. So today's episode is going to be a local perspective of the Disneyland parks and the everyday versus my perspective as someone. But well, yes, I only live four or five hours away, but I'm. still not a local that can just go every day. So we're going to just kind of go through each topic and just share like the differences or or the similarities between our opinions and how we like approach the park and what our plans are, especially both of us as moms. So before we start that, I want to ask Elisa a couple of questions. So this is going to be a trend when we have guests on. So first, Elisa, what is your favorite snack? And I feel like I know this, so I'm just going to like cross my fingers you know what you do know it but I'm gonna throw out the holiday version of okay it, right? okay um it right now I will 
and I drove to the park for it yesterday, but I didn't end up getting it, and I'll tell you why later. My favorite snack is the toffee cream cheese pretzel. Mm -hmm. Would you say cream cheese pretzel for me? I was going to either say cream cheese pretzel or churro, because Elisa's always... Always about the specialty churros, this lady right I here. Am. The Fluffernutter is my favorite specialty churro, but right now the toffee cream cheese pretzel, if you guys have not mm. had it, it it is in my book a ten out of ten. And even the cream cheese, like and I think the toffee, correct me if I'm wrong, the toffee cream cheese pretzel is a holiday. I think it, it came out around Halloween. Yeah, there's been rumors that they're going to actually make it. Yeah, they're going to make it a permanent. But I think that's just what the fans want is that people are trying to push it to be permanent. But right now it's not. Give me that. I will sign that. Whatever. Get, I that will petition. petition. I will petition for that. That So, yes. Long story short, coffee, cream, cheese, pretzel. Yes. And it. that's. I'm not a cream, cheese, pretzel person. I should have tried a bite of yours when we were have in the parks. Have you had it? I haven't, but I'm not a cream cheese lady. Like it I can't matter. It's so I can't good. get down with it. So I'm gonna I I want Austin to try it when we go to the parks next. Cause if I won't okay. eat, I can't justify trying it on my own. So I'm gonna have him try it and then I'll try it by I promise. Can I I'll tell report back. you that I brought a Tupperware with me yesterday because I not only was gonna buy one, I was gonna buy one to bring home. That is how much I love this In- pretzel. <laughs> Okay, we will definitely try that. We will definitely yeah. try it. I wanted Austin to try the cream cheese before, but I just I had no idea where to get it until I went with you and Haley. Yeah, small world and, for the regular one, and I mm-hmm. I do believe it's in two other places. But the toffee one is right next to the uh, churro cart out of Astro Blasters in. Um, okay, tomorrow. That's where all, I feel like that's where all the specialty ones always are, like right in the yeah. middle of the walkway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally okay. right there. Perfect. Okay. So we know Elisa's obsessed with this toffee pretzel. <laughs> okay. So now what's your, what's your favorite ride? Oh man. Is it okay to have more than one? I will say, I think my like ride or die would have to be Haunted Mansion and mm-hmm. e- in equally big Thunder Mountain. Oh, those my... are mine too. Oh, so do you prefer, do you prefer the overlay for Haunted Mansion or do you like the original? I do love the overlay a lot. I love that you can enjoy it during Halloween and Christmas. I think that Mm -hmm. is such a magical time in the parks from literally like what, mid-September all the way to January. Well, this year it was the first of September and now, yeah, to mid-January. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say I love the overlay because it gives it a little bit of a a different kind of vibe. It's very Mm -hmm. holiday, very holiday centered around Halloween and Christmas. So I'm going to say I love the overlay more. Mm, I'm not on board with that. I love the overlay like the first two times I go on it. And then I'm like, okay, bring back, bring back the original. You know what? I think the original one is going to just, a lot of people are going to be excited about it too when the movie comes out. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to really, I wonder if they're going to add anything from the movie into the ride. Well, I hope they just do like the ride into the movie i think i i already have haunted favorite haunted mansion movie and that's the one with eddie murphy i know people oh crap on it all the time but oh it's like too. one of one of my favorite movies of all time not just halloween so when like people talk about how bad it is i'm like how dare you oh, no. that is a good one. but it's you know so what good. i'm i'm really excited for the new one i think jamie lee curtis is gonna absolutely crush oh yeah it as madame leota yeah that's you true. have have you i went on to imdb as soon as I heard it was coming out, and I looked at everyone who's in Jared Leto, we've got Owen Wilson, we've got 
Here's the problem with Jared Leto, though. I love Jared Leto, but every film he's in tanks bad. Tanks bad. I know you had a bad uh, go with uh, what was the Netflix one he just did? Mom? Um, Morbius? Morbius? Oh right? my he gosh. In that one, right? and Morbius that and then Suicide Squad. He played the Joker. And like I liked it. I liked his version of the Joker, but no one else did. Really? But his mo- every it's like he's cursed, man. He's gonna redeem himself. Disney <laughs> Disney does not hire their actors lightly. He is going to redeem himself. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised yeah. by that. Okay. Yeah. All right, there's there's our second there's a second tangent in less <laughs> less than ten minutes. Okay, <laughs> we'll get into it now. So, Elisa and I definitely understand. Okay, so Elisa is a local, but she doesn't represent all locals. I am a visitor. I don't re- represent everyone that's out of the state. So, these are definitely our opinions, and it doesn't account for every single person's opinion. But th- this is just how we feel, and I just want to make sure I get that out of the way. In the beginning, yeah, because, yeah, disclaimer, we're not talking for everyone. This is just our perspectives as someone out of state and someone that is local to Disneyland. Yes. So first thing first, parking and transportation. Ooh, hitting us hard already with the big <laughs> topic here. Yeah, so <laughs> visitor, I never ever really thought about the parking shenanigans until I did just a day trip with Elisa back in what was that September yeah yeah and that was a whole experience for me and Elisa showed me around like I had never seen a parking structure before (laughs) in my entire life it was a whole experience so as a visitor like out-of-state visitor the only thing I worry about is like how I'm gonna get to Anaheim am I gonna ride a like an uber am I gonna rent a car if I drive there since we only live four or five hours away how much is parking going to cost? And then I can walk to the gate. But Elisa, you you guys have a totally different like plan when you go to Disney. Yeah, we do. We live, like I mentioned earlier, about an hour away. And if we go on a weekday, I really have to take into consideration the morning traffic, rush hour traffic, because where I live, I'm heading in to Anaheim and Orange County with everyone else who's going to work. <laughs> So the other day, I actually didn't leave really early. Usually, I try to rope drop when I go. But when I do, I'm in about a couple hours of traffic if I don't take my fast track. So if you're not local to Southern California, we have special lanes in um, our on our freeways called Fast Track. And so you pay for it monthly. And you basically, it's like the Fast Track or Fast Pass <laughs> that Disneyland used to have. You skip the line. Yeah. But if I don't take that, yeah, you're looking at a two-hour morning. So I'm really mindful about when I leave on Sundays. I can get to Disneyland in under an hour. Mm -hmm. So in the mornings, it's really you're battling that rush hour traffic. And then parking. You park in the parking structure. I only park in Mickey and Friends or Pixar. I don't do Toy Story. She, um, even though as a magic key holder, she gets a discount at Toy Story and she refuses don't to park come at Toy at Story. Me. Do not come at me in the comments. I have been, I... I have been, this has blown me away for months and I'm like, I do not understand. Can I tell but you why? Let me tell you why. I know why. Go tell, tell the I people, know. tell the people. Okay. So we have Mickey and Friends and Pixar. That is one area. And you can either tram it over to the parks 
or you can walk the pedestrian bridge. Now, back in the day, tram, I would take the tram all the time when I was the annual pass holder without kids. It was never a question to walk. I only discovered the pedestrian bridge as a parent. Essentially, you get to walk over a bridge and it takes you into downtown. And from there, you get to enter the parks. What I love about the pedestrian bridge is that you get your own like security check-in entering downtown Disney. And that, I well, besides when you went with me, Hannah, and we walked back. Um, yeah, because the tram was are, down. You are not at security for, there are never more than two people in front of you. Like you essentially walk right in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something that I love and it gets me in very quick. We've done downtown parking, which is essentially, I would say, maybe even a little bit closer to the park entrance if you can park up front. But with downtown parking or Simba and Friends, I think it's called now, Mm -hmm. you only get a certain amount of hours before you get charged a lot of money. So if you don't validate, you get six hours if you validate with a a sit-down restaurant at downtown or four if you validate at a shop like World of Color um, World of Disney. World of Disney. Why do I always say I always say that? World of Disney. Uh, World of Disney. Um, so it's hard because then you feel like, okay, I only have four hours or I only have six hours. I don't like being held accountable for that potential price increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got Toy Story parking. And I don't love it because, for one, it's quite a bit away from the park. Uh, you mm-hmm. have to shuttle in. Yeah, so it's over it's over a mile from the park. Mm -hmm. So it's quite a wait to get there. To me, it's not worth saving seven dollars and twenty five cents. I'd rather be a little bit closer. Now, I my kids are a little bit older. We do take the tram more. We do like that walk. I justify all my toffee pretzels and my churros by using that pedestrian bridge and getting in a little Mm -hmm. bit more more steps. So. Yeah. And for, the, the for, Toy yeah. Story, the Toy Story is weird because in the morning you will go through security too, but you ride a bus, like like a city bus too. So you'll get to Disneyland and you'll get to just walk through. But after a certain time, and I don't really know what time that is, they don't have security anymore. They only do it in the mornings. And then, mm-hmm. so you're waiting for the bus and then you're riding the bus and it's probably like a five to 10 minute, depending on the traffic. Cause I stayed at a hotel right across from Toy Story. So I actually used it to save my legs. And, yeah. and then you have to wait in the security line and you kind of have to like backtrack to wrap around to get into the security line. And then you go in the line for the, yeah. So it is a little extra to do Toy Story. But I but think you for, save hotel, $7. for mm-hmm. hotel goers who are, you know, staying a- around that area, I think it's a really good alternative to get into the mm-hmm. park if you don't yeah. want to walk. You have tired kids. You It's, you know, maybe not very great weather to walk. I think it's a great alternative. As a local, and I'm using air quotes you guys can't see, <laughs> as a local, <laughs> um, I used to live a lot closer to the parks when I was an annual pass holder, by the way. But I feel like for me personally, I love just the the convenience of the Mickey and Friends or Pixar mm-hmm. and having the tram. My kids love the tram. It's a good way to kind of get the the day going. Like you get excited. It's a fun little, and you were on it, I think. Yeah. It's like the first ride first of the day. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's, it's really fun too. If you have a fun cast member um, who's driving it, they just, you know, really set the mood for the day. Mm-hmm. And it is like a total difference. Like 
the Mixie, Mixie, the Mixie <laughs> Pixar Pals parking is like way nicer than Toy Story. Like, oh yeah, it's like it's like the Hilton versus Motel Six. Is Toy the Story two of them. all outdoor? Yeah, it's all outdoor. Yeah, yeah, and it's fenced yeah. off, but not like super great. And it's it's a whole huge lot versus like the Mickey and Friends and Pixar is like levels, so it's not as far as a walk. But man, that that lot the toy story lot is so big back in the day before california adventure that whole like downtown parking simbin friends that was all parking lot so Mm -hmm. you would roll up and you would literally park and just like walk right up oh it's kind of funny how they yeah but it was it was very massive and it you know it the parking structure now is kind of further away but obviously they put in a whole new park so it ended up being Mm -hmm. wonderful but yeah, parking. Um, oh, I want to mention regular parking did not go up, only preferred parking. So oh, yeah. I yep. paid $30 mm-hmm. and I was getting ready to, you know, justify upgrading my pass to the highest one to make it up in parking, but they did not up the $30 parking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was paying. nice. I was surprised that they didn't up that up. I thought up they were up. for sure. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to up that up. They're going <laughs> to up that up. Up that up. Moving in to my favorite topic to talk about the parks, rope drop. You are the rope drop queen. I think being an out-of-state visitor, especially when I was coming for like the first couple of visits as an adult, I utilize rope drop and even park close. Like I, you could have not pulled me out of the parks. Like, and I think that's a huge difference because every time Elisa and I plan a trip together, she's like, <laughs> are you going to make us rope drop? And I'm like, hell yeah, Don't I am. Don't me driving that rush hour traffic. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, I think what Elisa already said about like the traffic plays a huge part in how locals see what like rope drop. Yeah. I think a lot of locals, just like on our own Instagram community, a lot of them are like, oh, I'm rope dropping for the first time, but they've been mm-hmm. householders for years. It's just not something we, as locals, feel like we need to do every trip. But I will say, you turned me on to the rope drop life because the one time or the two times I've done it in the past, <laughs> what, couple months with my mm-hmm. kids without you, without yeah. my clutch, we literally could have left the parks at like, 10 30 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and it'd been, we would have felt like we had a really good day at the park, mm-hmm. morning at the park. yeah and this kind of rolls into something else we we're going to talk about like we'll just roll this in but talking about rides like when I feel like as an outsider looking in I wish I was a local because I feel like I wouldn't feel so pressured to like I have to do this this and this because like yeah. When you're only coming, like for some people, once a year or like once in a lifetime, you feel like you have to get everything in at once versus like you, and this is just like what I think, like you can be like, oh, I didn't hit it this time, but I can hit it next week when I'm going to do it next yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's shut down like, today. Not a big mm-hmm. deal. I can come back yeah. in a week. But yeah, for mm-hmm. the people who are coming in, flying in, doing a big family trip, like yesterday when I was there, it was raining and a lot of the rides were closed due to the rain. I was like, mm-hmm. eh, not a big deal. I'll grab my hot cocoa. I'll walk Main Street. I can go home and be happy. But I felt bad for some of the people who were there and they couldn't go on certain rides due to the weather. Mm-hmm. And that weather mm-hmm. that we had was very random. So you, you can't really plan for that. Yeah. And that's what sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for like SoCal. Like that's that's not normal. Like because I mm-hmm. live in Vegas, like that's not normal for us. But we've been having like 
clouds in the sky. And usually for us, <laughs> it starts in the morning and then it's gone by like 9 a.m. But it's yeah. been sticking around. And I think it's kind of the same weather. I'm, I think I'm getting your guys's clouds over here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a, a very rainy probably afternoon yesterday and to the point where it was downpouring. And I can't remember the last time it rained that hard on a park mm-hmm. trip. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's situations like that, that a local has a lot more leeway than like us out of staters. But definitely rope dropping will, you know, even mm -hmm. if your weather is, you know, not so great later on in the day, you're, you've got that rope drop and you're, you're there to get all the rides and you're going to get a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm such a proponent for rope drop, like, especially for lands like fantasy land where everything's so close i've gotten nine rides done in an hour and that was with my kids like it's so doable and it's and it's just such a time saver and then if you need to go home and take a nap for those of us that are staying at hotels just right outside the gates then it's really easy and you can justify it because like shoot i got everything like mostly everything done yes Mm -hmm. oh man i did stay at a hotel one time and mm-hmm. I loved being able to like leave and go take a nap because you can just walk right to your hotel, take a quick nap and walk right back into the park. That I will say is a really awesome perk. <laughs> you are always so happy. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. I did that for the first time for one of my visits in October, like whoop the time I did the guided tour with the Oogie Boogie Bash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had never done that before, but like I had just no plans. Like I was just waiting for you guys to get to the park. So I was like, I'm going to go rest. And I'd never done that before. And I think I would have been a little bit of that local life. You had a little bit of that local life in you. I know. And like, I, I do feel bad. Like, People listening, I do go to the parks pretty frequently, even though I'm out of state. Like I go, I try to go at least once a month. Yeah. To my husband's chagrin. But, um, so I, I do realize I have a different perspective than those that like have to fly in a plane. Like I can fly in a plane, but it's going to take me 40 minutes. Honorary local Hannah. Man. Oh my gosh. I'm so jealous. So Elisa goes like every. I know Elisa goes almost every Tuesday if she can shake it. And yes, I'm a, I, I, sometimes I can't even go on Instagram because <laughs> I follow so many locals and I'm like, I want to just drive. So yeah, I've done, I've done a day where I played local with Elisa and our friend Haley, um, so where funny. I woke up. Wow. Oh my gosh. What time did I wake up? I woke up at like two 30 in 2:30. the morning yeah. mm-hmm, and I drove to Disneyland. Elisa and I rope dropped and then we yeah. were in the parks until what was it? Eight 30. We spent like 13 hours. It was like nine that we, we left. Were, yeah. I was going to say we were there later than that. And you guys can catch that episode. What episode is that on your podcast? I know. Oh my gosh. The, yeah. Disney day trip. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, You're oh my gosh. Trip on that. That was a fun I think day. I, I was awake for like 23 hours by the time I got home. Oh my gosh, that was so, wild. So yeah, so Hannah Hannah drove all the way to Disneyland in the dark, right? You I mean, by the time you got <laughs> yes. to Disneyland, it was the sun it was, was light. coming up. The sun was up. Mm-hmm. And you drove home. She drove back to Vegas, you guys, at what, nine o'clock at night. Nine o'clock, nine thirty. All your drive yeah. time that day was in the dark. Nighttime. And yeah. Know, she just was like, Yeah, I'm gonna just drive like eh, not a big deal. Our friend Haley was like, please text me when you get home. She was so, she was was like, you can stay at my house. And I was like, no, like I have to be home on Tuesday morning. It's fine. Like, it's fine. I really love road trips. I grew up doing road trips. So that doesn't, it it doesn't bother me at all. Man, you made that Man, I could have, 
the next day the Disney hangover was intense. But yeah, so I do realize I have a different perspective of -of out-of-staters, but it is still a struggle for me too. Another thing that I think is really different is the food, especially around this time with the holidays. So so hard to say no. It is yeah. so hard to say no to that. And last week I I mentioned that there was it was 180 new food items for just the holiday season. Is that including drinks? Food and yeah, drinks. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, food and drinks mm-hmm. plus like the little like special bowls that like the ice cream sundays mm-hmm. come into. Yeah, and yeah. the souvenir buckets. Ooh. Ooh that one. Souvenir good. buckets. Yeah. That one looks so good. Yeah, as a someone who has to travel in and I don't go as often as locals do, I have to like put a pri- I make a priority list of like th- this is what I want. Okay, Austin, what look at this list, what do you want? What do we think the kids are going to want and then we're just going to focus on that because we can't get through all the food and like we'll lose out because Disneyland doesn't stay on the same menu. They rotate it out, which they're really good at and they have really great food, but I feel like we miss out on a lot of the food because we can't justify eating. I mean, I could justify eating my whole day at <laughs> Disneyland, but my bank account cannot. Do you feel like, I mean, you are not the norm of a traveler in guest mm-hmm. at all because you do go so frequently, but do you feel like you need to get all the food and all the, your favorite snacks in when you go or are you past that point now? I I think it depends on the visit because when I went with you and Haley in September, I we didn't really eat the whole day. We didn't. We, we did. Not it was eat like super I weird. It, <laughs> and that's not normal for me. But then when I went in October and I was doing like my solo days before uh, we went to Oogie Boogie together, I could not stop eating. But then it got to a point where I was like, I'm actually feeling sick. Like, because I wanted, I have like my normal things. Like, I always get the bagel from Maurice's co- treats. Like, I always want the. Uh, grilled cheese in tomato soup from jolly holiday i always want to get a mint julep from the mint julep bar there's like and your your beignets beignets. the beignets and i always have to get a dole whip and then i'll get a churro and then i always end up getting the popcorn and then so like i yeah i always want to get my favorites but then i can't ever try anything new so it's like when you can't go to the parks as often, you like you're like I know I love these things. I really really want to get them and then you're so stuffed that you can't try any of the new things. So I'm trying to like get mentally prepared for yeah. our next trip next month to be like okay, you're not going to just eat Dole Whip in Eagle twists, like you have to try new things. And it will be really nice going with Austin cuz my husband Austin he's all about trying the new foods and like doing different things. And he always pushes me to try new foods. Cause I, I like, I'm a simple eater. I don't need to do all the extravagant things. Yeah. And so he's really going to push me, but that's like a big thing. And I feel like every time I watch you when you're like, when I'm stalking you on Instagram, <laughs> you're trying some kind of new cool tree. And that's for a lot of people. Like, yeah. and I just can't, I can't keep well, up to that. It's really hard too with like you said, a hundred over a hundred and eighty or hundred eighty new food items. Who, mm-hmm. what local will be able to try all that in that short amount of time that the that's yeah. all available? I mean, you would have to be going to the parks almost maybe multiple times a week and eating a ton of food to try all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it is. It is almost impossible. But I mean, I do. I feel like I do follow some people that go like three to four three times, four times a week. Yeah. And what you can also do 
is if you're traveling with people, each person gets something different. And then you and guys all share. just share so everyone can try it. So that's the easier way to share my toffee pretzel. I'll share with you. I would give you one. Yeah, bite. I just want a bite. I just want one bite. I'll that's give it. you a bite. But I guarantee you will like it enough to maybe get one and like split it with your kids. I, I don't I'm going to s- put my money on it. We're going to have, you know what? We're going to do okay. an Instagram poll. When you and I go, <laughs> when you and I go, we will go live, you guys. We will go live and we'll see Hannah's honest. Mm-hmm true in the moment reaction okay so i won't try it so elisa and i are doing a day trip together in january so i will wait to try it until january if it's still there that's what i was gonna say what if it's not there i feel like you need to buy one and put it in your freezer and then hold on to it but do do that here's the thing with let me let me go back and circle this toffee pretzel (laughs) let me go back real quick it is so good because it's warm and then, like, the cream cheese is still kind of cold. It Okay, you know my friend, Holly. She oh, you guys cannot it. see my face, but that sounds okay. awful. No, I know it sounds weird, but my friend Holly is a foodie. Like, she mm-hmm. literally will give you, like, really good food reviews. She gave this toffee pretzel a 9.5 out of 10, only because her 10 is the um, minecart brownie. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that that was your favorite. Oh, that was. I would make her bring it to me when my pass was blocked. Yeah. Like, drop it off at my house. I would mobile order it, pick it up, bring it over, and I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat the whole thing. So. And that's another thing you can do as a local. I just dream of Dole Whip. Dole Whip would travel though. Dole Whip would not travel. Okay. So I'm such a Dole Whip purist. So, like. Our family is from like the Portland area. So when we go back there, the Portland Zoo has a flavor of or a version of Dole Whip. It's a called Dole Whip. And I'm sure it tastes the same. I was in line for it for 10 minutes. And then I was like, I can't. I can't do it. (laughs) And then I can't do it. It's not going to taste the same. And I'm just going to be disappointed. I'm going to miss Disney. And then Mandalay Bay. So like Mandalay Bay on the Strip, if you don't know, has a really cool aquarium. And I take my kids to it pretty often. And they even, one of their like food stands in the casino has a Dole Whip. And we walked past it the other day and I was like, oh my gosh. Is it an actual Dole Whip from the Dole company? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure it would taste literally the exact same, but I cannot. So I could, I could go to Mandalay Bay. It is almost 9 p.m. at night. I could go and grab myself a Dole Whip right now, but I can't, I can't. I am a purist. I can only eat. It's not the same. There's not the talking birds. The trees aren't singing. The smell of Jungle Cruise, like right there. Yeah, and you can hear. Yep. You can hear the skippers. Mm -hmm. I just close my eyes. I can pretend like I'm there right now. That's like my favorite spot. One of my favorite spots in the park. I love love it. it I love it so much. That is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite nighttime spots for sure yeah and if and if you don't know tropical hideaway at night i feel like it's always empty like there's some frame of time where like people are there getting like dinner but so often that's where we go to eat because there's not a lot of people and then like they have the tiki torches and like there's the bird that's talking you can hear the skippers on the jungle cruise it's just the perfect little spot you can hear the singing you can hear the rainstorm from the tiki room ah so it's perfect right there super off topic I know. Here we go. Tangent number what? Four? One, Four or not, five. one we are not putting on this podcast. You might, yeah. You guys might be able to hear that one on Parks After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might. I don't know. That's oh, We're talking about Dole Whip. I always got to add in the Dole Whip. The last thing I think 
is what does a successful trip, like day trip to Disney look like for you as a local? As a local, um, I would say going in the morning. That for me, mm-hmm. uh, a successful morning at Disneyland will be getting our favorite snack. My kids love churros. So, and usually 99% of the time, it's me and my two kids. So, a good day for us would be going, getting a, a churro. My son loves blue milk. And then they each have a favorite ride. I know mm-hmm. he loves it. You know what? He recently loved loves the green milk too. He's a little weirdo that won't eat a vegetable. That's okay. We love him. <laughs> so a successful day for us is literally walking into the parks, grabbing a churro, grabbing our favorite snack, going on our favorite rides. My son loves Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. My daughter mm-hmm. loves Small World. And mine, honestly, I just love going on whatever my kids want to go on. Yeah. And then we always get lunch at Alien Pizza Planet. And mm-hmm. then we go home. On a fun day, we go hop on over to California Adventure if we don't rope drop or get there early. Mm-hmm. But that is a successful day for us. And even in the mm-hmm. rain yesterday, you know, I thought it was a good day. And now that I have my bracelet company, if I can take some content photos while I'm there, oh yeah, even a cherry on or, top of the cake. Or I have your I- son, your son take <laughs> content photos. Her five year old is like the most talented little Instagram he photographer is. in the whole world. He I got to train my five year old. Yeah. Will we hang out with the kids in December? I'll be like, Elena, go take some some tips and tricks from him. I need you to take better pictures. You give him the phone, you put it on portrait mode, and you say, keep clicking that white button. Make sure I'm in the frame. And you are bound to get a couple. Genius. You're a genius. As a local, a successful day for us would be getting a snack, going on our favorite ride, and really enjoying the ambiance of the parks. Mm -hmm. Because when you go as a local and you're going like once a week like me, my favorite thing now, not the rides, not even the food, I love just like walking down Main Street. My favorite other activity is sitting at Jolly Holiday, having Mm -hmm. my hot cocoa, and just like people watching. I love yeah. that you've got the Matterhorn, you've got the castle, you've got Main Street right there. I was in heaven yesterday with my hot cocoa and just sitting. So yeah, that to me is a good day. That's awesome. But when we bring yeah. when we bring the whole family, like my husband, then the day looks a little different. Then you know, rides are a priority, food's a priority, mm-hmm. getting our bang for our buck with dad because he doesn't go all the time. So then we turn into. You know, we got to make it worth it. We stay a little longer, but you get that freedom as a local. You can make it a long day. You can make it a short day, however mm-hmm. you feel. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, for me, when I go, I'm going to get my whole bang for my buck from park <laughs> open to park close. I am going to go hard until I literally cannot go anymore. So what do your kids do when you do that and you aren't? at a hotel oh. very very near like are you guys walking back and taking naps yeah so so we've only taken our kids once and we made the mistake of doing the whole go hard thing so mm-hmm. for us what we do is we make like a priority list and I just keep it in like my notes on my iPhone and so I'm like okay what does everyone have to do during this trip and then I separated by Disneyland and DCA food and then I really just like, I have a check mark list and I go through it. And so we try and get through it as much as possible. So with our kids, uh, we didn't do naps for two days in a row. And oh. my son was always asleep in the stroller. <laughs> my son is three. He was always asleep in the stroller 
like we went to world of color at nine 30 and he was already asleep. So he missed it. Wow. And then my five-year-old, my daughter, um, is very overtired. And if you're a parent, you know, if your kid's oh. overtired, it's, it's a mess, but it, it's really nice. This is going to sound sad or sound bad Thanks. maybe, but I, I know what you're going to say. And I agree a thousand percent, but they, like, my kids will actually go to sleep. And so it's like, sometimes we're like, okay, we're just going to push them. So like we push them and my kids also wake up on their own around five, five thirty every morning, even on weekdays. Like that's just who they are as people. Like it's just who they are. So they actually would sleep until like six or six thirty, and then like mm-hmm. our last, our third day, they slept until seven. And so mm-hmm. we learned our lesson though. Like when we go with our kids, we definitely need to take a break, especially our next trip. We're going to be there for a week, so it's going to be a lot different. But yeah, so when we travel, especially like when I go with my husband or. I go with Austin, like when it's not just me, we still like what Elisa was saying, we try and get the bang for our buck, but it's different because we're going as hard as we can for multiple days in a row. And so it's exhausting, but we know like, this is going to be like, especially when Austin's with me, he only comes like once every couple of months, if even that. So we really try and make sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we really try, I think, as an out-of-stater, you just go harder and you, you like suck it up. Like I know one time I went with my mom and back in April and it was her first time ever. And we both agreed, like, we're going to go hard. And by the second day of our four day trip, I was struggling, but you push through it because you're like, this is my mom's like her first trip to Disneyland. We're going to go as hard as we can. Like, we're not going to let up. And that's that's kind of like what you push through when you're out of state because you don't know the next time you're going to come and you want to make sure you do all your favorite things. You don't want to have any regrets. Yeah. And we have, well, we, I shouldn't speak for my husband, but I have something called like poor expectation management. So I, <laughs> and it's, and it comes in play with my list that I make that I always try and do X, oh, Y, and Z. That. Yeah. So we definitely have a different viewpoint where I think if I could go every week, if it was just like an hour drive or less, I think I would have a much chiller approach to Disneyland where now it's like, Absolutely. I'm working on not being so regimented and it's helping that I can go so often because I don't feel that pressure of like, I need to do this. Like if I don't ride pirates, I don't know when I'm going to ride pirates again. Like, and that's a ride that always has a long line and it always stresses us out. And it's one of my, it's my kid's favorite, my son's favorite ride. So we definitely have a different approach because especially our kids only come once every six months, if even that. So yeah. that we definitely magic though for them. Mm-hmm. I will say people ask me all the time, is the magic gone that you, since you go all the time? No, but yes, because like, the other day I told my kids, Hey, we're going to go to Disneyland. We haven't been in three weeks and that's a long time for us. Kids were Mm -hmm. sick. We had Halloween. It was just, we didn't go. We haven't been in, you know what? We haven't been, we hadn't been since Oogie Boogie. So October. Yeah. So I told them the other day, I'm like, Hey, we're going to go to Disneyland on Tuesday. They're like, Oh, okay. But like any other kid, you tell them, Hey, we're going to go to Disneyland on Tuesday. They would freak out. They'd be excited. They would be running around screaming. Not my kids. They're excited, but it's not that kind of excitement that you get when you take your kids once a year mm-hmm. or every, you know, twice yeah, a year. Yeah, like, like every time I tell 
Yeah. Every time I tell the kids like, Hey, guess what we're going to do? Elena's always like, we're going to Disneyland. And I'm like, yeah. no, okay. This is our, cause we have a countdown. I'm like, this is our countdown to Disneyland. Like she knows how to read her numbers. So I'm like, you know, we're not going to Disneyland. Okay. So yeah. let's like bring it in before you get upset. Let's bring it in. So like yeah. the magic's and our, my kids know that I go to Disney every month <laughs> and so tell, they get up can you tell everybody what you tell your kids about the mickey and making sure oh meeting him so I we t- i tell them that the reason why i have to go to disney is without because i'm them. having meetings without them yeah because i'm having meetings with mickey and minnie to make sure that they are being good enough <laughs> so that they can go to disneyland and so we kind of approach Mickey and Minnie kind of like Santa in our house so like versus like getting presents on Christmas it's like okay Mickey and Minnie are like talking to your teachers like they're keeping track of like if you're sleeping like if you're using your manners are you eating your vegetables like Mickey Harvin Mickey says that you have to eat more so that you grow another inch to ride the Matterhorn like like do you do you want to go to do you want to do it so like it's not like as I say it it sounds like it's kind of mean but it's really not like it's a really sweet thing and the kids the kids get it's really adorable. excited and they're like Mickey and Minnie like want us to come and so that's how that's, that's what I tell them and yeah and you get away with going without them and I love yeah. that they're not mad at you <laughs> yeah so they don't they don't ever get mad at me and I don't usually tell them until I come back and I'm like yes because I've always bring them something back like a treat and they the last time I went I did ask them like okay I'm going what do you want me to bring you back and it's They've gotten used to it, I think. And now I tell them it's for work. <laughs> Since yeah. I started the podcast, I'm like, mommy has to do this for work. Like yeah. mommy's going, mommy's going for work. Like I'm going there. To, I'm going to have fun, but it's also, I'm doing it for something. I'm not just going without you. I promise. Like I love you. Yeah. And they're actually like really reasonable about it. And I think, especially since they know they're going I don't know. Maybe if they didn't think they were going, they would take it differently. But that like yeah. my kids are really awesome in that way. Like I always ask them, like, do you trust me? And they trust me. So, like, when I say, like, I'm going to take you, they know that I'm going to take yeah. them. Yeah, and you have a yes. countdown there for mm-hmm. them to see, and they know, okay, mom's going, but we get to go too soon. And that magic yeah. is still there. Yeah. And for I feel like for locals, like, our kids do, like, when we go to the parks, of course they're excited. They're, the magic is in their eyes, but mm-hmm. I do feel like, I'm like, oh, man, I haven't seen him, like, excited to go because we do go a lot. But now my son, Hannah, you'll love this. He, at night, the night before, because I usually, I've learned my lesson. I do not tell them we're going to Disneyland for sure until the night before. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. as a mom, one of your kids are going to wake up sick or something's going to happen. Maybe, you know, weather or your car. You just never know. You can't Mm -hmm. ever really tell them that far in advance if you're local because something can come up and you don't go. But I will say my son now requests to rope drop. Are we going to rope drop? Can we rope drop? Um, what did he ask for, uh, Mr. Toad? Can we rope drop, Mr. Toad? I'm like, well, I don't you're going to be the only it. one rope dropping, Mr. Toad, dude. <laughs> he loves, and you know what? The whole time he's on that ride, he's covering his ears, but he gets out. He's like, I love that ride. We're gonna oh, it's such a good ride. Mr. Toad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all in, you know, the magic. But it, yeah, I would say as a local that. That little spark is not there when you tell them you're going. But when you're there, they are excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's something my husband's even brought up to me. He's like, do you feel, like, tired of Disney? And I'm like, 
no, like it's different now. Like it's not the same as when it was like my very first visit as an adult and I hadn't been since I was like seven years old. Like that, that's totally different. Like I can't compare when I got into this versus now, but it's still like amazing. Like it's still like that nostalgic, like just thinking about it. I wish I could be there like right now. Like I'm just happy it's less than a month away. You never go and like not have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. as moms, we go and we're like, okay, well, this time was not as, uh, it didn't flow as well as the time before, but the kids never know that, you know, I think yeah. as moms, we have expectations and, you know, out of town. We put moms, pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if, you know, you're out of town, like if we went and went to Disney World, oh yeah, we would jam pack our itinerary to get the fullest, you know. Oh yeah. That's there. a great point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going to Disneyland as local my day like I said we just kind of shoot at the hip and however the day goes it's how it goes and it's not yeah. that you know detrimental to our happiness as long as we mm-hmm. have fun you know and yeah. I do love that Disneyland you know the holidays and they do switch it up you know you've got you know Halloween Christmas and then they do you know the food and drink festivals here and there mm-hmm. um all that valentine's day yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they they do a really good job of like bringing all the fun food and so even as an adult you go all the time you have something fun to look forward to there's always something fun Mm -hmm. that's a great point thank you so much elisa for being on today i know we (laughs) went off topic a couple of times but it was a great discussion about how it's different for out-of-state guests versus our locals and also how we're also similar at the same time so please elisa tell us where we can find you and anything else you want to plug (laughs) you can find me over at on instagram at bashfully ever after co and from there i have my shop link on etsy and it's bashfully ever after co on etsy my bracelets are Right now, my shop is closed, but I it looks like from here on out until after the holidays, I'll be open on Mondays and closing down shop when I hit my max uh, orders. So yeah, go give us a follow. And whenever we're at the parks together, you have to follow along on our day because Hannah and I always have the best time. And we have how many how many times are we going to see each other at the parks? Oh my In gosh. The coming future. Like once a month. December, December January. January. And then are you going to go February? Yeah, I'm going to invite and then, myself anytime you go. <laughs> and then March. These yeah. are all the, the March. And then and then I don't have anything planned for now until August. Oh. But yeah. So yeah. if you haven't seen Elisa's bracelets, they are absolutely incredible. And Thank the you. designs that she comes out with almost every week, she comes out with new designs. So there's always something new. There's something for everyone. Her bracelets are also personalized. So make sure you check out her shop. She has five-star reviews across the board with hundreds and hundreds of sales. So, and she's also just an incredibly awesome person. But if you want to get a bracelet, I do have a code. So you can use Hannah 10 to save 10% off. And that code saves my butt because I think I'm her, I will take claim that I am your top customer. You are. You are my top. And you know what? You have, I think, have helped me create a few, like, bracelet designs. Yes, I do. I I will take, yes. But yeah, you're always, but that just, I, I play like a 5% part. The things that she comes up with mostly are all on her own. I will take claim for the foolish mortal, but everything else is Elisa's genius. I just am so happy that this is going so successfully and it's because her bracelets are just so well made. So 
Thank you everyone for joining in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye.